final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Objective. Record a podcast. Location. Slappers only recording studio. Time limit. One hour, 30 minutes. Quest begin. Are we going to get any good rewards for recording this one? Yeah, we might get a couple of rare carves. Might get some crafting, you know, some uh, some scales, or maybe even a tail up in there. I, I got my I got my knife handy, Jordan, and as soon as the recording's done, I'm going to stab my computer, and hopefully I'll find a jewel or two. Oh, God, those jewels. You really need those jewels. I, I, I hear the drop rate on the jewels when you record this kind of podcast is awfully high. It must be some sort yeah. of event quest. You got to listen to it at least five or six times, listeners, if you want to get the mm-hmm. rare jewel. I can, I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. What game are we talking about this week, Max? Jordan, we're talking about beloved game developer Capcom's far and away best-selling game, rightfully so. We are talking about Monster Hunter World. Oh, we didn't we didn't introduce the podcast. This is Slappers Only it's video slap, game yeah, you know. showdown. No, you've, you've been here. I'm you Max. Know. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm not Max. You're I'm, Max. I'm Jordan. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot my own damn name. I'm just very excited to talk about Monster Hunter. Now, I feel like we should uh, we should give our backgrounds with the series because of, mm-hmm. of all the games that we've talked about. This one is like this one's like a thing. Th- more this than the is other ones. the one that like, and I, this is I feel like it's true with every Monster Hunter release. It's like, oh, this is the game that's going to get people into Monster Hunter. No, this is the game that's going to. No, no, no. World is like a different beast altogether. World got like everyone into monster hunter yeah this i world's got me into monster hunter and it's it's currently the only monster hunter game i've played uh though i am very very i i every day i look at the uh i look at the release date for rise and i say oh yes let's go oh Come on. baby i've been playing the demo i just played it yesterday i still haven't gotten bored of it it's very good um, but this fucking game, and I love this game a lot, and I mm-hmm. I haven't sunk I haven't sunk like Monster Hunter fan levels of hours yeah. into world. I never got to master rank even. Uh, I still have probably played sixty or seventy hours, which for me with my my ADD is wild for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a bit. But I know that there are some people who basically only play Monster Hunter. And that's, like, their gaming experience is just, like, I will play 1,000 hours of Monster Hunter. And I will love every single minute of it. Uh, so how much how much of this game do you think you've played? Of, of World specifically? Yeah, of World specifically. Jeez, um, 500-ish? That sounds like a pretty average amount of Monster Hunter. Yeah, it could be higher. I really, I, I, I honestly, I feel like I'm letting the, the fans down. I feel like I really should have been putting a lot more time into it. Like that's a that th- those are baby numbers, Jordan. Like if if you're if you haven't hit the cap of nine nine nine, what's the point? When I heard like like okay, my Monster Hunter World experience was I picked it up, I uh-huh. I bought it from the game at stop, and then I uh, I had. <laughs> When I bought Monster Hunter World, I really felt like a like a little boy having a day because I uh, I was the right next to the GameStopper in the same shopping plaza as a Coldstone, so I said, "Hmm, game and a treat." Yes, I've been very good, and so I went to the Coldstone with my copy of Monster Hunter. We just me and my copy, you know, just get, I got a scoop and and it got a scoop. And when I went in, uh, the guy at the counter said, "Oh, is that Monster Hunter? I just came out. Awesome. Uh, 
I've been playing that game. You're going to play that game for the rest of your life. It takes forever. And I said, okay. Um, and <laughs> when I played the first time I played Monster Hunter World, I probably sunk uh, like 30 hours into it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to fighting the part where the game says, okay, prove that you're ready to beat the game by uh, killing a, what, a Rathalos? Yeah. Uh, and I said, nope, can't do that. That's not happening. Oh, this is hard, actually. This is very, very hard. Uh, and then I dropped it for a while, and then I came back, and then I played what I thought was the whole game, mm-hmm. and then I beat the final boss, and then uh, it says, all right, now you're ready, you finished the tutorial. <laughs> you're Congratulations. You've just begun, and there are two more ranks, and I said, uh, excuse me? Mm-hmm. It's the curse of content. I've never finished Master Rank. There are some monsters that are simply too hard. Uh, and too scary for me to beat, but I have sunk a lot of time into this game, and I really like it, and I think it's a... V- I, I, I understand. I don't think I could call myself a fan, but I would call myself a, a admirer, and I'm very excited to, to get swept up in Rise. It's... There's something... So, like, we're not going to give a whole explanation of, like, what Monster Hunter is, because I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably have... You know, you either already know for yourself, or you've almost enough of that information, just by, like... The fervor surrounding world, really. Um, but like, it, it, like I said, it's the curse of content. It's a game that has essentially 14 games in one because every weapon plays completely different. Sometimes 15 games in one because in one of the games they let you play as the cat. Um, Love to it, see that. That's it, interesting. It's, it's, so going back, um, you mentioned like where we started with Monster I didn't start with World. I started back in blah, 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 2012, I believe, 12 or 13, when Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate came out, which is like the final, like definitive version of third generation games that was on 3DS. And I got that. And like, the funny thing is what got me into it was seeing, it wasn't like the cool monsters or the cool armor, or the cool weapons. It was seeing like the weapon upgrade charts. And I was like, oh, this game has data in it. And that's what hooked me. This game is numbers. It's numbers, it's so many numbers and stats. It's it's number go up, but it's... I, what I like about it is that it's not just, like, number go up. It's, like, make number go up, it's very customizable. You can really tune things and get very granular with how you play. But also, it's skill go up, because yes. you can't just rely on the number. The number is important, but mm-hmm. what really matters is how you play, which I like. Yeah, it's, it's number go up, and... Number go up dependent on how you want number to go up. And in making number go up, your brain also go up. Your brain go up and you get that. Uh, here's the thing. Several things. Number one, there is a – flat. like I just flat out say this. There is no other game series like this one. No. no, no, um, no. It, there's, if you are looking for a Monster Hunter experience, you are going to a Monster Hunter game. When I picked this up, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this, and I'm sure if anyone's like a longtime series fan, you're going to be really mad at me. But I joined <laughs> you know, in the fifth generation and I said – like, you know, I've, it's, you know, animation based or these kind of deliberate attacks and dodging and these big monsters. And I was like, oh, it's, it's like Dark Souls. It's not like Dark Souls at all. No. It doesn't play like Dark Souls. Uh, if you think it's a Dark Souls game and that, that's the way it's hard, you are going to get murdered. Um, the game does not teach you how to play it in the slightest. Nope. Um, if you want to learn how to play, you go on YouTube and you look up a tutorial for the weapons and that's the way it works. And that's just how it is. They will never change this. Mark my words. Uh, it will always be like this. That's just how Monster Hunter is. It's just from the outside. 
from the outs and also what I didn't know going in is that like not on the exact like it's not exactly on par with this, but from what I've understood, Monster Hunter is like basically Capcom's version of Pokemon in Japan. Like these <laughs> Oh, games in Japan are, it is massive. These games are a big deal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um I okay, I, I do have something to announce, Jordan. Ooh. And 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 I I've been thinking on this because you know when when you decided to be- bequeath upon me a huge treat of saying that we'll talk about Monster Hunter World for the podcast, I went back and you know I just got back into it for a while, I played a little bit of it, and I think I'm I think I'm ready to admit that this this is my favorite Monster Hunter game now. Ice Iceborne it is dethroned for Ultimate. Iceborne is now in in my heart of hearts my favorite Monster Hunter game. I say Iceborne meaning the complete world package. That's the other thing about this game is that uh, you told me one day, oh, uh, if you like Monster Hunter, you'll need to play Monster Hunter Iceborne, which is basically a second game. It's like yes. a sequel, but then it's in the same. Like, yeah. there's just that much content. So so, so I, I will compare it to Pokemon in that, you know how Pokemon will do, like, Diamond and Pearl came out, and then a year later, oh, Platinum came out, buy the exact same game, but with a little bit more added onto it. With Monster Hunter, they do that. They used to do it in Ultimate, where, you know, Monster Hunter Tri would come out, but then Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate came out, and that's, like, that game with the added G rank, which is Master Rank now. So it goes low rank, high rank is what's in the base game, and then the expansion for Iceborne is Master Rank. So instead of, like, the year after an entirely new $60 game coming out, they said, no, we're going to do it a little bit more sensibly. It's a $40 expansion now, but it has, you know... It, like, basically doubles the game's content as it is because it's literally every monster you've ever fought plus more, and it's just, like... And also, the free content update this game has, absolutely insane. The gold standard for how to keep a game going. Yeah, this is a, it's, I would say, I don't, I'm very, like, hesitant to ever kind of, like, say that live services are good. I think generally they're very, very bad. Uh, This game is, I mean, this game works really well offline. It genuinely is not a problem if you just don't connect to the internet. Uh, but when you do connect to the internet, I mean, they have been do they do the craziest events. There was a Witcher event one time, right? You can and, do that, and whenever you want to. Now they just oh added it in. And then what? What else? There was a there was a Horizon Zero Dawn. That game, there was right? a Horizon Zero. So yeah, so so Capcom has crossed it over with pretty much all of their own titles, right? There's a Street Fighter expansion or, or um, crossover. There's a Devil May Cry crossover. There's Resident Evil crossover, and then yeah, for PlayStation exclusive, there was a Horizon Zero Dawn crossover. There was a Witcher crossover for everyone. All these like crazy crossovers, and you got the—you could get cosmetic armor that literally made you look and sound and play like the characters from those games. And more often than not, it would play the music from those games. And in the case of The Witcher, and for the Final Fantasy expansion, you literally fought a monster from that world. You fought Alessian, as I almost called him Gerard, as Gerard of Rivia, and you fought a behemoth using like Draken armor from Final Fantasy XIV. It is unreal, and. My, my final word, you know, because I could talk about the game for hours before talking to the actual music, but like the, the what they did since Monster Hunter World is now at end of life, they've released the final free content update. They said, okay, all these events, you're going to just be able to play them whenever you want. They'll be having them on just forever rotation. So all these like holiday events people missed out on, no, just wait a couple weeks and you get to do it. That's really nice. I I like that a lot. I'll say that um, just in a general like state of of video gaming, I feel like uh, Capcom right now is. Uh, probably the best japanese developer and publisher at the moment there's no such thing as a good game like a, there's no, no such oh, thing no i'm not saying i'm not saying like as a company but i'm saying as as a, as what they are putting out yes 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 
100%. I mean, between the Resident Evil stuff that they've been doing and the Monster Hunter, and there are rumors of more Ace Attorney, but that's, you know, mm. whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, I just think that Capcom has been knocking it out of the park lately in terms of their games. Monster Hunter Rise looks fucking incredible. I cannot wait to play that. Like, geez, oh, they, they're so really they're, they're really crushing it right now. Um, shall we talk about the the tunes? I feel like the, I like you. You have to say is is all the Monster Hunter music kind of like this with these very like these very elaborate kind of orchestral pieces? Pretty much. So. Um, Monster Hunter has a couple of composers, and there's a cool Gaijin Hunter video. Gaijin Hunter is a big Monster Hunter YouTuber. Everyone who's in the community knows him. Um, he did a video talking about all the different Monster Hunter composers, and for the most part, yeah, like the general sound direction of the series is the same. Some games have more, like you know, some instruments are more prominent with certain composers, like especially um in Portable Third, which is extremely Japanese inspired, and Rise is also extremely Japanese inspired. So I suspect that the music in that game will have a lot more you know, Japanese traditional sounding, like you had a lot of shamisen in there. Um, mm-hmm. But this game specifically was composed by Akihiro Narita, who, can I tell you, Jordan, when he composed mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Freedom, which was the first Portal Monster Hunter game on PSP, he was 25 years old. Oh my God. Like, what a prodigy. Uh, insane. And yeah, he's the main composer for World. He also composed Monster Hunter 2, Monster Hunter Freedom 2, and Resident Evil 5 and 6, along with Devil May Cry 4. He's done like, you know, big Capcom games. Yeah. He's a Capcom guy. He's a Capcom guy. And yeah, like he, I'm sure he has a unique sound. I wouldn't be able to pick it out of the crowd, but like homie sure can compose. I'll tell you what. There's some pretty, pretty fucking good tracks in this game. Oh, baby are there. And like Monster Hunter, obviously, I think, I think you can kind of imagine what the music of the hunts sound like, like when Mm -hmm. you are like, like it's, it's very grand. It's lots of bassy, you know, like timpanis and and the stuff that kind of create this large sound as if you're fighting, I don't know, some kind of monster that's very big. Mm -hmm. Uh, But beyond the actual hunt music, which by the way is all great. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it. Uh, There's some, there are some really cool. Uh, other music that is, you know, supplementary. There's some cutscenes. The story in Monster Hunter is pretty threadbare, but it's still, it's still pretty substantial. There's some good story set pieces, and there's some characters in there, though. I don't quite recall what their names are. Um, they don't have names. Well, yeah, they, they're, they they're basically just known by their title, yeah. Uh, but there are, you know, cutscenes and stuff, and they all have music in it as well. So there's a, uh, I mean, this, this soundtrack, uh, this playlist I've been using is 84 tracks long mm-hmm. um and i think that's including iceborne stuff but i'm not 100 percent sure no <laughs> jordan, i don't think it's this not. is actually no it's no not, you're jordan. right yeah iceborne has its own soundtrack so it is a it is a meaty meaty mm. and and this is spread these tracks are spread across what uh, i want to say five levels only like, like in Monster not- world yeah there's five levels and i mean the levels are huge uh, and there's several different themes depending on the state of the fight or who you're fighting. Some yeah. uh, monsters have their own unique themes. Some That's areas. when you're fighting a big boy. Yeah, when you're fighting the like really, really big fucked up ones, those have their own music and that rules. And then the general regions have their own music. Mm-hmm. And uh, some areas in the hub have their own music. So like this, there's a lot, there's a lot on this soundtrack, a lot of meat on them bones. A lot of meat on them bones. I believe it is your turn to start. It is my turn to uh, start. This. I'm going to start out. Okay, bring the spice. 
Time for the spice. So let me. So when Monster Hunter World was first revealed, what they what Captain like to do is I think every once in a while they'll like sort of like reveal a song from the game beforehand, like especially if it's the mm-hmm. main theme of the game. Yeah. And I feel like everyone who plays Monster Hunter knows Proof of a Hero. You know, like this. But for and and I feel like. I guess, no, yeah, every every Monster game does have its own main theme outside of Proof of a Hero. Proof of a Hero is just, like, the main series theme, as it were. Yeah. It's like it's like the Zelda version of, like, da-da-da-da-la-la. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and Monster Hunter World's main theme is very, very different. It's this yeah. very sick, sweeping, symphonic piece. It is called Stars at Our Backs. Same slap. Let's go right away. This, it, it, oh god. So it starts out so like calm and serene. Like you hear like some chimes and twinkles. It's like this very, very faint string sort of coming in. You get like a harp. It, this it's, song it, plays it, over the main credits, right? Like when yeah. You this the, is this is yeah. like the the main theme of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it, it is this very this very nice beginning, and then like it starts to crescendo a little bit. Like you start to hear the piano hit, and then it like all sweeps up in this like. Honestly, like, it's a beautiful track. It doesn't sound like the kind of track you would hear in a game about hunting and killing and wearing monsters. Yeah, it's very, uh, it feels very much, and I mean, this song, like I said, it plays at the end of the main story, which is really the beginning of Monster Hunter, depending on <laughs> exactly. who you ask. So I feel like when they play this song, like, obviously, it's kind of the conclusion to the big story, mm-hmm. um, which has some kind of thematic meaning to the game and the kind of cycle of... Right, yeah, certainly. Whatever. Uh, but I also feel like this is, um, and I think this is one of the great things about Worlds as a new player, is that it really feels like this game is welcoming new players. Yeah. And that's what this song really says to me, is like, hey, hey, check it out, you did it. Come on in. Come on in. Play all these games. Fifth Fleet, you're a fiver now, yeah. You're a fiver. One of the like in- most individual parts of the song that I love is like when you hear that first main melody hit, you hear like the string or the woodwinds do this like flarts like this like. I have no idea what that's called. If there's a term for that in music, I, I call it like a gallop in my notes because it or like yeah. a, like a na- horse neighing almost. I don't know the name of it, but it is. I love to hear it. They do such a good job of putting that in the track. Um, as as the track goes on, you even hear a remix of Astera, which is like the main. Yeah, I do uh, love when theme. it turns into the Astera theme. It's like this da 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 da. There's like a violin solo later on when like everything kind of cuts out. It gets all nice and calm, and it, it, it's it, compared to like I'll I'll send you later, Jordan. I'll I won't put it in the episode, but like if you listen to all the other Monster Hunter main themes, they're very similar to like the music within the game, where it's like you know kind of like a heavier like epic adventure track but this is like this very calm like hopeful track it just it it really feels like you know you're an adventurer going into a brand new land and like exploring the world and seeing what happens yeah it is it is a that is definitely what the game kind of feels like you're exploring this new this new exciting world i love by the way speaking since we talked about uh the concept of like fifth fleet and the fibers Mm -hmm. and stuff how fucking cool it is in this game that like 
the game starts with your characters in the fifth fleet to the to yeah. the new map, right? And then when you get there, obviously you're the fifth group coming, so there's waves four through one who have already been there, and those people are like the the old series Monster Hunter players in the game. Yeah, like it's they're so the good. veteran players. So I, I really feel like this game is having a lot of fun, kind of with the community and with the fans, and like this song really does just kind of feel like, hey, welcome to Monster Hunter, enjoy. Um, and I do, uh, yes, I do love that it has the Astera theme in there. Mm-hmm. Just a little, just a little fun stuff. I'm sure in the credits when that plays, uh, you see Astera, but, um, Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I love it. It's a great way to start the game out. It's a very, very nice piece of music. It's very pleasant and easy to listen it to. And pleasant. speaking of pleasant and easy to listen to music, uh-huh. here's a song from a place that I hardly ever went to, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's an area that is more associated with the online components, not entirely, uh, but it is a very fun song, and it's got a lot going on in it, uh, which is, if you're in the hub map of Astera and you take the elevator up, mm-hmm. just go up to the top, there's a boat up there, just a just a big boat, yeah. and uh, that boat is called the Gathering Hub, and that Gathering Hub has its own theme music called Celestial Pursuit. Bustling Heavens. I like this song a lot mm-hmm. because it a kind of feels like it's like switching genres between different kinds of video game music. Um, obviously, the Gathering Hub is located on a big boat, mm-hmm. so it kind of has this nautical sailor vibe to it. Uh, it almost reminds me of uh, of uh, Knights of the Sea from from Pirate. No, I was literally like, episode. yeah, no. Listening to this, you really get this like almost like it's like a I'd call it a pseudo nautical instrumentation. Pseudonautical instrumentation. All I'm right, just making well, this up is a shit. new. No, that's a good. Okay, we got collectos and we got pseudonautical <laughs> instrumentation. We're the slappers only We're, lore. Eventually, eventually, slappers only will be in, in our own language. Uh, the second, as it kind of moves on, moves forward, we get this kind of fiddle, flute, dueling banjos mm-hmm. thing going on. It really picks up the pace a lot. It's just, it's very. It is. It's very folksy. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think the gathering hub in in the sort of lore, I guess, is is it's kind of like a tavern or like a meeting place where you can go and hang out with your friends and get rowdy. I think you can sit down at the bar. Actually, you can sit in the I've bar. You could do it. arm wrestling contests with your friends. So it is. It is kind. Of, and uh, I'm trying to think with the there's a third section that kind of becomes a little more like a pseudo pseudonautical. <laughs> It had some hand claps in there. It's just, it's very fun. It's very rowdy, mm-hmm. uh, which I like a lot. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a very fun piece of music. And I like the bustling heavens. You're at the top of the, you know, you're at the top of the kind of civilized world on this island. Like you're at the top where people are living. Mm-hmm. And this is the top of the the base. And at the top, it's just a cool clubhouse for your friends. Yeah, I, I really like that. And, and every game has done this, Jordan. Like, every Monster Hunter game has done, like, the distinction between the main hub and the gathering hall. Um, yeah. So, like, in, um, in for example, usually it's, like, a guild hall of sorts. 
like a different yeah. kind of building. Um, the Gathering Hall in Three Ultimate was like it, it's like a port town that you sail to. So you're Ooh, like kind of like cool. you know you're kind of like near the docks. Um, in in Four Ultimate in in low and high rank it was like a guild hall in this like cool desert town. And in G rank it was like the top of this like ancient tower that had like all this cool marble and it felt like this very regal place all of a sudden. So it's, it's, it's this cool juxtaposition between, like, yeah, the main hub's for you, but then when you go to the Gathering Hub, you and up to 16 other players, or up to 15 other players, rather, in, in Worlds can literally, like, Damn. You're, you're hanging out there in real time. You can see each other, which is awesome. Yeah, that is really good. It's, it's, it is kind of the place that you go to kind of remind yourself that you're playing an online game. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, you soloed most of this game, right? I know you play with you have a Monster Hunter group of friends, but I also know you solo a lot. I, of it. I I I prefer to solo Monster Hunter first. I feel like I do better when I play the monster by myself because generally it's harder to fight a monster on your own when it's there's less things to distract it from attacking you. Yes. So yeah, like m- most of the game was in solo. I will interject and say that um, that when you are on your own, your um, your success is more directly linked to yourself. So if you're playing with a group, and I, I only noticed this the first time I played Monster Hunter was Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. The first time I played Monster Hunter was uh, playing uh, the demo with you and uh, someone else. And uh, what I didn't realize is that the deaths are pooled. So when one person dies, that takes <laughs> yeah. off the the number of deaths that are allotted. So so when you're playing on your own, you are taking more responsibility for yourself as opposed to like I can't just dis- I can't. I can't tell my teammate not to stand in front of the monster and get eaten up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, their uh, choice. Yeah, it's their choice. It's not. I, I need to. I need to be responsible for my own actions, which is why I, I generally prefer soloing. Um, I will say that I can't wait to see what the Gathering Hub is like in Rise. Oh, it's gonna be so. It's gonna be cool. so good, Jordan. The hub. I I, I think about because we've seen a bit of the hub for Rise just in the trailers, and yes. so far that like really cool like japanese looking town just looks incredible i can't wait to i can't wait to explore it there's a lot to see in the hub there's a little piggy that you can a little can, pig. Uh, i love the poogies what'd you name your poogie jordan i named my poogie what did i name my poogie i feel like my my heart is telling me either harold or percy i like I think that. it was harold i think it was harold love that i always name my pigs my poogies and monster after peppers so my, my poogie my poogie in world and iceborne was named habanero that's a really good name for a poogie i, I have about two months less than two months to think of a new name for my next poogie in oh, at least you got a at least you got a good a good uh baseline you could name fresno maybe adobo could, adobo that's a good name for for poogie. I'll, I'll look up japanese peppers and see if there's any specifically that yeah, they grow so in I japan i was wondering what they could yeah. Uh, what's your next? Uh, what's your next song? What's your All next right. Pick? Well, this is good, right? We've heard the main theme. We went up to the gathering hall. We we played a couple. We played a couple rounds of arm wrestling. We ate a big old. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel. I feel what you're. What you're about to say is, are you ready to get fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the, look, Jordan? We're all decked out. We have our equipment. You have. You have your cool switch axe or whatever you're using now. I have my insect glaive. We're ready. Yeah, yeah, you gun lance. We're ready to hunt something. And I'm looking at the quest sheet, and it says we're going to fight a fucked up dog. Oh, no. You want to go to a big stinky cave, Jordan? I want to go to the biggest stinkiest cave, and I also want to say same slap. Because we're talking about the Rotten Vale theme, Murmurs from the Land Forbidden.
Why is this one so different? It, this one, to me, is like is like a Monster Hunter theme that just like they're trying to Hodor style keep the Final Fantasy from getting in. <laughs> God, and they failed because they put Behemoth in the game. So there's there's some kind of synth synths in there. That it's like are... a weird organ synth. It's such a funky instrument for this. Yeah. But Rotten Vale is such a cool area, and I think this song works really well because it's just a garbage dump of dead things. Mm-hmm. It's like the world. It's like the new world's compost bin. It's really cool. It's like I, I think it's my favorite map in in world. Um, yeah. So it it's so different, right? Because Monster Hunter maps are like so so before Rise, Jordan, ev- or before yeah. World, every map was separated into zones. Like, you know how you look on the map, it's like, oh, the monster's in zone 11 right now. Yeah. The maps were separated by loading screens. So oh, each area was shit. its own thing. Yeah. So with World, they made everything open, and you see that they, they really went a little too nutty in the ancient forest, where, like, everything's just a f- fucking maze around this gigantic it's tree. It's so hard to find. To get to the top of the tree, I always forget how to get You to have to the solve, like, a tree. Professor Layton logic puzzle in your mind to get there. Um, and then, like, you know, the Wildspire Waste is pretty flat. But, like, Rotten Vale is cool because it's kind of like, it's a tiered structure. It's in three levels. The top level is all bones! Bones! The top level is this cool, like, sort of, like, like it's like almost like a Mobius strip infinity loop of bones. It's like these, like, big wide pathways. You can shoot down stalactites and hit monsters with them. The middle area is, like, the bones are starting to decay. There's, like, this, it's called a fluvia in the game. It's like big stinky gas that like will hurt you over time. Oh, it's terrible. Um, you can get you can slot like an equipment skill to get rid of that, or you can put uh, torch pods in your little slinger and you fire them on the ground. Oh. It'll burn up a fluvia in a pretty wide area. So when you're hunting, That's you pretty. just pop a few of those, and then you can kind of hunt in an area without taking that damage over time. There you go. And all the way in the basement of this area is like bioluminescent pools of acid, and it's just it's beautiful in a creepy way. You know, it's like death yeah, and decay. Yeah, it's eerie, and. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that. It is a very interesting area, and it's. I think it's. It's definitely uh, kind of emphasized by this very unconventional um, music. There's just a lot. Like you said, there's a lot of synths. They do these cool, like ascending. I note love patterns. that part. I think there's even like a little bit of piano in there as well. There's also a part where there's just like this one, just this one very spooky violin note that plays, mm-hmm. and it just kind of stops. It's just one note, and it just kind of goes, eh. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking, yeah. It's it's cool. It's, like, weirdly, it's, like, sinister and yet triumphant at the same time. Yes. And uh, and it's still... Oh, also, do you notice that there are um, just sort of ambient growling noises? It's, like, these, like, weird... It's, like, a predator growl, almost. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, right, besides, you know, what you see in high rank, which... This area completely changes in high rank. I feel oh, like God, yeah. the uh, this sort of big, the big thing that you're gonna deal with here is Odagaron, which yeah. is one of the most fucked up fights in the game, in like base game. Uh, it is the fastest, most aggressive thing, and it doesn't fight like any other monster you fought before. So this area is a real, real nightmare mm-hmm. uh, when you start out. I fought Odagaron so fucking much trying to get a fucking Odagaron gem for a mix that I was making. And, and and this game does a cool thing really, really quick where, like, if you get a gold ticket, and you can get a gold ticket, like, when you finish all of your weekly quests, you can trade it for a single rare drop from any monster. And I was like, oh whatever, I've, I've hunted this thing 15 times. I'm just going to trade it in for the gold drop. And, of course, next next hunt, I got an Odagaron gem. So I had an, had an extra <laughs> run for a while. Um 
But in Jordan, so in Master Rank, Odegaron has a subspecies. I've heard um, about this. It's called Ebony Odegaron. What if Odegaron was like twice as fast and could also shoot projectiles at you? <laughs> Odegaron is so fast. The only way I ever found to reliably beat Odegaron is to use the glaive to just not be on the ground. Yep. That's generally the way you do it. And Ebony Odegaron is like, hmm, I can jump like crazy now. Sorry. <laughs> Once the monsters get fast is really when things get so that, scary. That's when the test the game. But yeah, Rotten Vale, I love this area. It is like probably top five Monster Hunter series areas for me. It's just so weirdly beautiful yet creepy. And it's just a, it's a cool place to be. I like the Rotten Vale because it fits really well into the world. Because because the the first area is the Ancient Forest. That's kind of self contained. But then you go to Coral Highlands, which literally looks like a giant coral reef that you but not underwater. Mm-hmm. And then Rotten Vale is literally like the compost heap that feeds this very beautiful map. So yeah. where where the coral uh, coral highlands are like this really gorgeous, colorful area. The Rotten Vale is like death, dying, and decaying. But it's, you know, it's feeding this this really nice place, uh, but the things in there are very fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's also, um, I can't think of the name. What? Sonic the Hedgehog is there. Um, the Bone bone Hedgehog. Oh, oh Ur- Urgon. No, Radagon. Radagon. Yeah. Um, that one's fun. And that one uh, is just, is actually very fun to fight, in my opinion, because it's very easy to break parts off of it. So it's very satisfying to just kind of smash it. Mm-hmm. I like Rotten Vale a lot. I don't know if it's. I think. I think I'm a. I think I really like uh, Ancient Forest is my favorite area, just because it's very like. It just feels like a very real place. Yeah, it, it's not like fantastical in any way. It's just big tree. No, it feels like you're just exploring a forest, and then and, and also that that first moment in the hunt, whenever it happens, when you're like fighting in the nest at the top of the tree, and the monster breaks the dam, and you're like, what? Oh God, it's so good. All right. All speaking right. of uh, speaking of things that are in the ancient forest, uh-huh. um, so the ancient forest is is uh, is obviously it's the first area of the game. By the time you get to uh, high rank, you are just like well, unless you're me, you basically know everything there is to see there. Um, you know, this it's got a big T Rex, so that's pretty scary. But mm-hmm. other than that, the monsters are literally no problem to you. Um, and then you're walking around and you're, you know, you're just grinding out a, an Anjanath or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what if the most fucked up thing you've ever seen showed up and it was a giant dragon, but like, <laughs> it's a dragon that drops bombs on you and catches on fire. And I'll tell you one thing, Max, I've never beaten this one in my life. I've Uh-oh. tried a hundred times. Uh, so this one haunts my dreams. It's the, is it the Basil Juice? Is Basil that Basil Geese is, I believe, the Basil way to say Geese. it. theme i like that the basil geese theme uh begins like fucking <laughs> with an air raid siren <laughs> yeah it's like night on bald mountain with an air raid siren coming for it like and and this is much like uh we talked um about um i can't remember what the song is called the one in final fantasy 15 where you just play it and out of nowhere a giant choir just starts screaming oh yeah at you. uh omni slakruma 
Omni, Omni Slack Room. This is the game's version of Omni Slack Room because mm-hmm. you'll just be walking around trying to farm your honey. You're just like, oh, just where's my honey? And then, and then a school bus runs over you, and then the uh, fucking Gustav Holtz, the planet's <laughs> Jupiter suite, starts yeah. playing at you. <laughs> This thing is so fucked up. I don't. I don't even understand how you're supposed to beat it. It's so big. It's it does terrifying. so much damage. It blasts you with fire and drops bombs on you. And the music reflects how dangerous this horrible creature is. <laughs> it, the there are strings doing these like alarm like trills the whole time. The music is so just like desperate and and so hostile at you. Like hey. Watch the fuck out, because this is a school bus that drops bombs on you, and it also can breathe fire at you, and if it hits you, like, twice, you're dead, and if you die twice, you, you lose all your rewards, so... Yeah. Like, fuck you. I, I love I love the B section of this part, where it goes into, I think, 7 eighths time signature? Something like that? Um, I the think time signature right. gets really weird in the later part of it, and... But again, it, it gets, like, weirdly, like, hopeful and triumphant, and... Like yeah, Basil Geese Jordan. It's it's what we call an invading monster, um, a monster what can show up in any map under any conditions and say hello. I'm here to ruin your day, asshole. Have fun. Um, the first one was Devil Joe in Monster Hunter Three, which is like this big. We call him Pickle. He's like a big green T Rex, nasty guy. Oh, I think I, see, I think I think I think there's Devil Joe in this game, isn't there? Yeah, they added him. He was I think the first uh, update when the game released. They added Devil yes, Joe. Yes, I think I have seen Devil Joe. It's not great. Devil Joe's nasty as hell. Um, I honestly have a harder time with Devil Joe than Basil Geese. What if Basil Geese couldn't fly but could hit you even harder? Is what Devil Joe is, <laughs> and also breathes dragon breath at you. Um, oh, one more thing for people who aren't uh, like haven't played a Monster Hunter game before. Hmm. Um, I made the comparison to Dark Souls earlier in terms of like high damage output. Um, kind of animation-based, make sure you dodge a uh, big monster, right? Yeah. Uh, now, what if a Dark Souls boss fight took 30 minutes? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. These are not over-fast. These are commitments. They're over-fast if you're a freak and can speedrun the game, but for, like, yeah. the average hunter, no, nah, it'll take you, like, a good 15, 20 minutes on, to, on a monster on average. Yeah, and if you die, I mean, if you die multiple times, yeah. then you have to start the whole thing over. Ho- hopefully you have feline insurance, which is a food skill, and if you eat it, you get to die an extra time. It's great. Ooh, yeah. Um, God, Basil Geese is so sick. I remember I was, like, so fucking scared of this thing the very first time. And, again, in Iceborne Jordan, it has a variant. It's called Seething Basil Geese. And the, the, the main conceit of that is it's a little tinged purple. What if its scales could explode bigger? Like a second Stop. level of explosions. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's a it's super attack, Jordan. It flies up mm-hmm. in the air, it spins around, scatters its scales over like the entire area you are. You gotta no. find a place where you won't get blown up. I just yeah, the basil geese, basil geese. However basil you want to say it, who cares? <laughs> this theme is so good, and I just I just love how how just, oh my god, it just makes you feel so scared of this. It's thing. It's scary. It's really scary. And yeah, because it's an invading monster, it never shows up when you want it to. No. And also, the other fun thing about the Basil Geese is that um, if it, sh- you know, one of the coolest things that the Monster Hunter monsters do, because they do a really fucking good job animating these yes, guys. Yes, it's yes. one of the best things they do. They move like real animals. Like they, and the best thing is, is that they will fight each other. Turf wars. Like, and they fight like, they fight like animals too. They like get on each other and they grab each other and they scratch and they like you know they have these these very animal like battles um and you can just kind of step back and let them do it 
I feel like nine times out of ten when Basil Geese shows up, it says, ooh, Hunter, yes, let's go. Yeah, no, the, the Basil Geese always wins its turf wars, I believe, unless... So when, except for when I hunt Devil Show, the other invading monster, because they both deal equal damage to each other. Holy shit. That's why you gotta be ready with those dung bombs to get Basil Geese out of your map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, here, here, here's a new, a fun quirk of my new recording studio, Jordan. There's a train, mm. like, a couple minutes away outside my window. I love that. That's so good for toot, you. Toot. I love it. Um, oh, one last thing about Basil Geese. I love how it's... Uh, it, its roar sounds, it doesn't sound like a monster. It's this horrific, like, metal-piercing shriek. It's like this, I, I'm not going to do it my human mouth. I'll, maybe I'll cut it in, but, like, it's so it's scary. It's a school bus. It's a big school bus that you have to fight. It's like it's they turned terrifying. a B-52 bomber into a monster. Have fun. Oh, it's so, well, also, I, I, one of my main weapons is Lance, so roars don't bother me. Oh, yeah, you just simply, out how to well, it, it, everyone knows you can't hear if you hide behind a big piece of metal. It's really true. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your next? I think this is your final. This final is my pick. final pick. Yes. Uh, okay. Every monster on our game has a flagship monster, Jordan. Uh huh. Which is the monster on the cover? You know, very first one that was a Rathalos. You know, monster in our yeah. dose that was Kushala Daura. This game it kind of has two because Rathalos is part of the main branding of it. Yeah. You know, we, we ever Rathalos is like kind of the Pikachu of Monster Hunter. In that yeah. it's like, you know, it, everyone knows it. It's from Monster. Like, they put Rathalos in Smash Bros, for God's sake. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, also, Big Boss fought... Well, not Rathalos, but he fought Rathian in his game. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But... Monster Hunter World. Uh-oh. The flagship monster from Monster Hunter World is... And they added lore for it, right? It's an Elder Dragon. Mm-hmm. Elder Dragons are cool mm-hmm. as hell. And the They're classification cool. for Elder Dragons like, we don't know what this thing is, but it's dangerous. <laughs> so it's, it's an Elder very, Dragon. It's very, it's a big problem. Big problem is the hedgehog turned into a dragon. And it, its whole core conceit is that it eats other Elder Dragons. Because this theme is a theme of Nergigante and it is called Even Elder Dragons Tremble. Same slap, same slap, same slap. This, oh my god. This immediately scares you with the way the horns go, dun, 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 dun. And like, it's so frantic. The drums are pounding. The strings are like going absolutely apeshit the whole time. Like this this song, the horns, there's the part where it goes, where like the horns get really dissonant and like they're just kind of, they're just kind of alarms at you. Just like, yeah, hey, hey, watch out. Hey, whoa, yeah. yo, hey, hey. It, it's like it's like you if, if you ran into an orchestra practice and had a gun and you were using the gun to conduct and said, play something. And they just kind of got scared and played whatever popped into their head. The I, I, I love the Elder Dragon themes uh, just because of how, like, they tell you, you know, this music is dangerous. Mm-hmm. This music is going to kill you. Um, but I also like... Obviously, every song in this game has, like, these very steady rumbling drums that are just like, hey, these are big monsters. Uh, but I really love the kind of main, like, I guess the closest thing this song has to a chorus where it goes, da 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 yeah. Like, 
Oh my god. This, this song is incredible. Also, I wanted to throw out there that um, I don't know what this rhythm is called, but it's the rhythm that is uh, a... It's what, a dotted quarter note and then an eighth note tied to a quarter note? It's the one that's in every Pokemon game. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, dun, yeah, yeah. Dun, like that. That's in this too, and I, I always think it's a very ubiquitous kind of video game battle mm-hmm. music. Uh, like, it's a staple in combat music in games, but they use it very effectively in this one, and I like it a lot. They do. And, like, when you fight Nergigante, like, you are going to get your ass absolutely handed to you on a silver platter. This thing mm-hmm. is going to beat you up so bad. Essentially, it's like it's like part hedgehog, part bull, part dragon. It is covered, covered in spikes that like you have to basically hit him everywhere all the time. Otherwise, his spikes will harden. And if enough of the spikes harden and turn black, he gets a super attack, which is like a dive bomb that more likely than not will instantly kill you. So this is the Lance, which which uh, Lance gets a bad rap from what I understand. A lot of times people say it's kind of a beginner weapon or a no. kind of like it's very defensive. I think people don't like it because it's got a shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about the Lance is that it lets you get right up in there, right up in that meat and just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like poke, 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 poke until it dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lance has a counter shield attack that's basically like you block it and then you can do big damage. And then it has this you you go into that shield attack and then you can go into an even tighter shield formation mm-hmm. and that I just call that the Nergigante the button because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. basically a move it's the as far as I can tell the only move in the game that lets you shrug off this this hit yeah I don't think any other weapon lets you you just like take this attack and survive which just goes to show how fucking dangerous it is yeah um I really like the strings where they're basically just playing like Flight of the Bumblebee. Pretty much. <laughs> Over Flight, Flight of the Flight of the Hedgehog Dragon. It rules. Uh, it's such a good song. They, they later, I think like one of the last updates that they made for the base game before Iceborne came out, Jordan, was yeah. they added a thing. So, so you know, you beat the game, you beat hard mode, you beat high rank, you get this thing called Tempered Monsters, where it's essentially a monster but harder. It's not an entirely new rank, but like the monster has like a little like purple shiny tinge to it and they hit a bit harder having more health you know it's just essentially your hard mode right yeah. your gigante got something special elder dragons rather got a thing called arch tempered which is like uh-huh. would have tempered but worse and yeah. nergigante became the true final boss of the game because arch arch that 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 arch tempered nergigante has its own theme i'll i'll cut in <laughs> a little bit basically think of the nergigante theme a little bit faster the strings are like uh, everything is pitched up higher and played like a little bit more freakishly and they also cut in the main theme which is how Ooh. you know you're fighting the final boss i love it and also i'm gonna this is gonna scare you jordan every mm-hmm. time it roars it gets faster oh my god what <laughs> so by the end in the final showdown it is like zip zooming around it is horrendous it is the scariest thing in the world that the the, the fighting nergigante as in general, is so fucking brutal. It never gives you a second. It is so dangerous. It does so much damage. I cannot physically imagine a harder version of that fight. That is simply mean. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, when you kill this thing, it feels good. It's so good. It is like the biggest triumph. And of course, also in Iceborne, they added a new variant called um, Ruiner Nergigante that can use its spikes as a projectile attack. I love it. Great. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, you know? Why not? Why not? Um, oh my god, right. I love I love this song. I um so you've I've same slapped all of your songs, which yeah. is not normal. And uh, <laughs> I uh, I have to admit that I I think I must have missed one. 
to put yeah. on my list because I've run out, but I had something prepared, and because we are uh, we have six, I yes. am going to put something a little fun. In this. Let's just do little, it. Just a little bit silly, um, and this will be our uh, this will be the shortest uh, pick of our entire series so far. Okay. Um, what if I told you? Mm. What if I told you that you needed a snack? And what if I told you that the the that everyone's favorite chef, a very buff chef, but also a kitty cat, dare I say that the chef is Meowskiller, <laughs> would that mean anything to you? I think you'd be a funny little kitty. You would have a kitty made filet mignon for me. Yeah, it's just a, the most, like, the second most delicious video game food outside of uh, Final, Fantasy, Final 15. Fantasy 15, yeah. Uh, so this song is called Meowskiller Chef's Custom Platter. Max, I want you to play the whole song in its entirety right mm-hmm. now. Beautiful. So good. I fucking love this song. It's very silly. Um, I like the, I like a song that's just fast, kind of, uh, like, kind of classical style acoustic guitar. I really enjoy that. Or it almost reminds me of, like, playing an acoustic guitar that fast almost reminds me of, like, a Django Reinhardt vibe. One of the, Mm -hmm. one of the all-time greats. Um, and it's just, it's just a very cute little song. And, uh, I like, there's a part, that little chime, ding! That's Bleeding. the part where Meowskiller Chef puts uh, his seal of approval on it by just garnishing it. A little, so little twig of parsley. <laughs> it's delightful. I love this song. And you know what? I think we covered all the big hits, and I think I deserve I deserve a little treat. So you get to get nutty. It's, it's our podcast, Jordan. We make the rules. You get exactly. to go nutty with it whenever you want to. This is a very unique piece of music, and you hear it all the time. And it's uh, it's genuinely one of the most fun cutscenes in the in any game because it's just like, what if a bunch of cats cooked a delicious meal for you? I've uh, I've seen the one in Iceborne. The mm-hmm. cooking cutscene is very good. It's so I love I love that the chef in Iceborne is like this doting grandmother cat. I don't I think she might yeah. actually be related to the most meowskular chef. Um, there's probably lore there, but like I love her. She's like it's just it's amazing right because like in the monster Hunter world you know the food you eat before a quest is just like you know a week's worth of food for a normal person it is it is very much like uh yeah the meals that you eat in monster hunter are like very hearty protein based Mm -hmm. food i I like it a lot because it's like yeah this is probably what you'd go to eat before you fight a gigantic monster it's just like a giant mug of of beer and like Mm -hmm. a huge bowl of meat and and uh, it's it's all very delicious looking. And in the actual lore, um, hunters are superhuman, so they are able to eat that much before a hunt. That's how they survive. Oh my God. Is, is that true? That's true. That was not a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, have you ever seen? I think I, I think surely you've seen the Monster Hunter Cafe that they made in Japan, where you. Can oh my buy God! Yeah, I say every stuff and... they got to stop making those in Japan. And start making them where I can actually visit them. No, because in America, the only special food we get is like Travis Scott McDonald's, which is the same McDonald's food except. It's got Travis Scott on it. So. I go viral for standing on the McDonald's uh, service counter and bake for a Nergigante meal. When is McDonald's going to start serving gigantic, like, barrel-sized mugs of beer <laughs> uh, like the Monster Hunter Cafe in Japan sells? If if ever there is, you know, fast food execs, I know you're listening to this, if ever your restaurant is failing, this is all you need to do. It'll put you back on the map. Yeah. Look. <laughs> It's it's just a nice moment in the game where you just get to look at delicious food before Ner- mm-hmm. Nergigante is gonna, you know, ruin it. And you do it before every single quest. 
You got you gotta eat. If you, if you don't eat, you're a fool. If you don't eat, you're just saying I won't I won't win because it just gives you I'm just watching this cutscene play on repeat right now, Max. I'm so fucking hungry. It, oh it my is god, the food is so good. Mm. So it's so lavishly detailed. And also, while we're talking about good things about Monster Hunter, uh-huh. um, that are unlike uh, other games with great food, I'll say Yakuza is one of them. That has really delicious looking pictures of food. Final oh, Fantasy very high quality JPEGs. Very high food. quality J- JPEGs. Um, and Final Fantasy 15 has uh, very delicious looking uh just like computer images of food. Uh, but what you win in Monster Hunter is that your hunter eats the food and you see them eat it, which is incredibly important to me. That really sells it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, oh, look, this food has like texture to it and you can see your character enjoy it, which really helps solidify it being like delicious mm-hmm. and and look good and real. And that's my rant on Monster Hunter food. Thank you very much for your time. Very good, very good. Tremendous. So we've selected our six songs. Let's let's go over them one more time. Uh, what'd you bring? We, we do honorable mentions first, don't we? Oh yeah. We, oh, I don't have any honorable mentions this week. Actually, that's fine. I my, got a couple. My honorable mention was going to be Miascular Chef, but but guess who got promoted? Mm, yeah, <laughs> he's a Miascular Hunter now. Yeah. Um, I, I I got I got a couple honorable mentions. Um, so I told you the main picks I would bring from Base World. And my honorable mentions would be from Iceborne because, you know, that has an entire other OST. And I'll be cutting it in so people can hear it if people haven't played Iceborne. Um, 67 fucking tracks, Max? Pretty good. 67 of them? Pretty good to me. For an expansion pack. For an expansion pack. What the fuck? And, like, that's not even all of it because they added more monsters after the cat game came out, too. God. Um, I want to shout out the flagship of Iceborne, Velcana. Its theme is called Splendiferous Silver Sovereign. What? It's splendid. Oh my god. It is. It's like a piano-led track, which is very, very um, unusual for Monster Hunter. But yeah, it fits so well because you're fighting an ice monster that can breathe ice at you, can create like ice stalactites in the air and crash them onto you. It'll freeze you in place. Like it it blows ice on itself to give itself this like really beautiful like ice armor that has like a crown built into its head almost. It is such a cool looking monster. It is a fantastic flagship. I love Velcana so much. I really like. I li- really love how it's piano. Like that. Once again, yeah. anytime a game that has really bombastic music uh, puts in piano, you know, Gwyn Gwyn's theme. I think Gwyn of Plum. everyone. Everyone's made a video about Gwyn's theme. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just very. It really works. I, I I think for for Velcana, this is really cool because because obviously it's a very like kind of elegant looking monster. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of of Legiana uh, in terms of like it's very sleek and sharp. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think yeah, having a piano for the theme is is very is very on brand for it. It's very fitting. Um, another one from Iceborne. It is the final boss of Iceborne. It is Shara Ishvalda, which is this horrifying looking thing. Um. It's kind of based on a barong, which is this, like, I think, like, dragon lion dog in Southeast Asian culture. Uh, that theme is Ooh. called A Single Bloom oh, in yeah. Eternity. It has, like, wing arms that can, like, create sonic blasts at you. And, like, for the context of the first part of the fight, you're fighting it, like, encased in stone. You don't know what it is. You just know it's, like, this freaky monster. And then it breaks the stone off, and you're like, oh god, I'm fucked. Because the time signature is all funky and weird. It it uses a lot of, like, Southeast Asian instruments, too. 
Like, oh, that's cool. That weird, like, screaming flute sound like that. That I'll, Again, I'll cut it in. I can't make it with my mouth. But the, the, the instrumentation of that one's also really fun and funky. It, it, it's, like, a very alarming, scary thing. Because the main hook is like this. It, you know, it scares you because you're fighting a monster that, like, it looks like an alien. More so than an, of an alien than, like, the final boss of the world does. And the scariest thing about it is that the eyes of the monster... Do not look at the player. They look at you. They look at the camera no, of the game. No, no matter where you are, like if you angle the camera, the eyes of Shara Ishvalda always look directly into the center of the screen. That's fucked up. It's so scary. I need and, to look this thing up. Ah, yeah. hey, isn't that whoa. scary? Oh my god! It's like you know what it looks like. Hmm. It looks like Shin Godzilla. Oh my big, god! It does. Googly eyes. Oh my god! It's fucked up looking. It's such a sick That's, fight, though. Oh my god, it's really cool looking. I think I watched a video of someone do this fight one time, and it looks miserable. It looks like... Oh, I, I got my ass completely handed to me the first time I fought it. I was not prepared. How many times do you think it took you to beat it? Just oh, as I, a guess. I, just, I just lost the first time. I came back with like, oh my a god. full plan to, like... It, it, it is super weak to poison, and I had, like, uh, armor gems that would let me, like, walk through. Like it, would, like, it liquefies the ground. So I could like walk through that no problem. I got like really good evasion gems. I was prepared. I, I know how to kill myself. Poison, poison is really good in Monster Hunter, folks. Basically, the more health a monster has, the more damage poison does because it does like a percentage of the monster's health every tick. So it's like if a monster is an Elder Dragon or a final boss, poison it. It'll take a lot of damage. And poison is so it lasts a really long time. I don't mm-hmm. know why we're talking Monster Hunter strategy, but I, I I always have to shout out games with good poison. Hades is another one. Um, but poison is so viable because once you get a good stack of poison on a monster, it's basically like you're playing with two players who are just constantly attacking. It's free real estate. It it does it does weapon damage levels of like it does weapon damage basically like yeah. that much damage. It does like it, several thousand tick. over time. Yeah, and so it's just it's just like having someone just constantly hitting it while you can fight it. It's very very viable. I feel like a lot of times poison in games is like eh, why use it? Monster Hunter, fucking good. Or you can just hit it a bunch and make it explode. <laughs> yeah, whichever. Which is, um, which is fun too. Yeah, and then and the final uh, honor mention I want to shout out is Zenogre's theme, Spark of Blue. Zenogre is an absolute fan favorite monster. It is like this electric dragon dog, Ooh. and it's it. This theme also has notable instrumentation because it has a, a shamisen. But beyond that, it has an electric guitar in it. No way! What? It is because like you're fighting essentially like a pro wrestler. It does these insane flips and pins and like shoots like balls of electricity out you. It like whips you with its tail. It does these crazy flips. It is such a dynamic fight. It is like absolutely one of the best things in the entire franchise. It I've goes been, so like, hard. I've been. I've been telling myself, oh, maybe I should play more Monster Hunter World, but then I realized that the new one's coming out so soon that I don't want to, like, burn myself out. Before. No, yeah, you really, yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you gotta be careful with that. God, what a good game, though. What a what good a, game. What a game that is so packed with stuff. I know. God. It's definitely, and also, uh, I love a game that lets you break it if you play it enough. Oh my gosh, and, and Monster you Hunter, can sure break this one. You can make, you can make your character just, like unkillable heals instantly like does all the damage cannot take damage resistant to all elements if you want Mm -hmm. to which is always fun yeah it's your choice so the those are our our picks let's pick so let's uh let's review Mm -hmm. i let's see i brought um 
Bustling Heavens, the Gathering Hub theme. I brought um, Basil Geese theme. Mm-hmm. And I brought, <laughs> brought Mascular Chef's delicious fun time platter. Yeah. And, and I brought I brought Stars at Our Backs. I brought Murmurs from the Land Forbidden Rotten Fail theme. And I brought even Elder Dragon's Tremble Nergigante theme. All right. Let's just, let's just do it. All right. Let's Ready? just do it. One, two, three. Even Nergigante. Elder Dragon's Temple. Yep, there we yeah, go. Let's do it, go. baby. Okay. I didn't remember what it, Hey, it's got the coolest fucking name. I didn't remember it, though. Yeah. It's Nergigante. Oh it's gotta be. The coolest thing about Nergigante that we didn't even bring up in, is that um, before you actually encounter it proper, it shows up trying to eat the final boss. <laughs> it of, tries uh, to eat a gigantic turtle the size of a yeah. skyscraper. Zora Magdaros is like the... We, you could call it the final it's boss. It's the first final game, boss, yeah. It's 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 not a really a final... It's like not a real fight, really. It's more of a set piece. It's cool. I like it. It's it's not really a monster that you hunt. It's just kind of a a, a thing that you do. But it's a set piece. Nergigante, yeah, they, they do that every once in a while in the games. It's always boring. No one likes it. Yeah, but it is it is a cool set piece and it is very big. But both times you encounter Zora Magdaros, Nergigante shows up and says, "I'm here to snack." And also, if you want to have a go at me, uh, I'm going to show you how not ready you are. Is and for me. You will get. Mm-hmm. And oh, here, here's another fun fact about that fight. So the in the in the base fight, you literally do not need to attack Nergigante. Like no. it will fly away on its own after a couple of minutes. But in the Arch Tempered Zora Magdaros fight, you have to, and you will lose if you do not like do enough damage to Nergigante to drive it off. Amazing! Holy shit! What a good game! What a good what a game! Good song. What a great! What a great enemy, Nergigante. What, what a great song! Coolest fucking song name that we've talked about so far. I yeah. think it's definitely up there. Incredible. All right. Um, let's move to our Twitter. Yeah. We have a Twitter at Slappers Only Pod. I make a post each week, except if we're talking about Pyre, and I say don't don't worry about it. Don't bother. And uh, you can leave your questions, takes, and or opinions, and we will validate them and or answer them. Um, here we have a bunch this week, because mm-hmm. one of the people wanted to ask us about uh, Monster Hunter. Friend of the show, Sue, at Sue Makes Art, says, You've been forced to become proficient at one Monster Hunter weapon in real life. What are you choosing? Let's be realistic here, Max. So, because... Because mm. hmm. I want to say Haunting Horn, because I feel like you could just play it as an instrument. Yeah. But also, I don't think I could lift it. I don't think I'm strong enough to lift the Haunting Horn. Okay, so th- th- this is assuming that, like, we are our normal human selves and we have to use these Monster weapons. <laughs> because in that case, it's probably, like, Sword and Shield or Dual Blades is yeah. the only one that I can <laughs> That's really pick it. up. Maybe Bow. Like, well, Bow, you know, Bow, people don't seem to realize that, like... A, a, a long bow or like a great bow, like a huge bow, like the ones in Monster Hunter, the amount of strength that you need to even draw the fucking thing is like, it's, it's going to break your bow. shoulder. Yeah, it's a humongous bow and arrow. Uh, and I I simply don't think that I could uh, use it. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that if I could become, you know, I've been, I've been on a, I've been, been pretty consistent in my, my exercise habits lately. If I became strong enough, I would just learn to play the hunting horn as an instrument and just show off how I can lift up a big horn and play it and also heal my body and make me stronger, which will, by the way, allow you to, oh my God, I just realized something, Max. Yeah. So the hunting horns, like bass musical song is self-improvement. Yes. Self-improvement lets you move faster. It's one of the most busted moves in the game. <laughs> I just go faster. Yeah, you go new. It's so, so fucking good. I'm just thinking about, like, the trick to playing Hunting Horn, even if you can't lift it, is to give yourself a strength buff, play that song, and then play self-improvement, okay. and then you can just take it all around town. Not that okay. you're that hard. Yeah. All right. Love that for you. You got Very an answer? Good. I... 
Yeah, okay, look. The insect glaive probably isn't that heavy. It's kind of like a big stick. I could they make insect glaives that are like less heavy and 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 less robust looking, less ornate. I got a cool big old bug. Yeah, you you get a bug to be your friend and I that, get a and big like old even bug. If, I don't know if you could do the flips and stunts, but I think that you could get the buffs from the bug, no problem. I can use it as a pogo stick. And yeah, here's the thing. People have done hunts using literally only the bug, so I can I can twist the question and say I'll use only the bug to hunt and I can just like leave the pogo stick on the ground and have my big ass footlong beetle ram into a, a bull for me. Here's a question from at Hakusho. What's the best mm. weapon and why is it Hunting Horn? Beyond that, what's your favorite non-combat piece of music? Uh, mm. I have having just used Hunting Horn for the first time in the Rise demo. It is uh, hilariously broken, that weapon, or yeah. it just feels broken. What's your What's your favorite weapon? If you had to choose one, if you had to get rid of all the other weapons, you can only play with one, what would you oh, choose? Oh, it'd be Glaive, 100%. Oh, yeah. Glaive for me, too. It's just, it's simply too fun. Um... And what is your favorite non-combat piece of music? Well, I put Gathering Hub on mine, but I would also say just the Astera Hub theme is very nice. Also, the uh, the the private the private suite theme. Oh, well, the private is suite is good. great. I love how it's like it's like this beautiful heart piece when you get the final upgrade for it. It's very, it's very silly. Fun. Um, yeah, honestly, non-combat stars at our backs. The main theme is just too good. I it's love very, listening very to it nice. all the time. Um, here's one from at Grooving Gastly. Uh, that says one bad spook and she do what I zoinky is is the display yeah. name, which Thank is you, very Devin. fun to say. Um, if you got to be in a ska band with any assortment of monsters, who would it be and who would play what? Oh, do you think that Baroth knows how to skank? Oh, he, I how mean, about- <laughs> Baroth got them toots up in the nose, Air Harrier. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Baroth. I think. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, what is it? Tsuyaku could provide the light show yeah exactly <laughs> as you play the concert yes and also once again i think those legs are built for skanking uh-huh. and that's just what they'll do yeah i so th- th- this is beyond your purview but in monster hunter 3 um there's a monster called kurapeko uh-huh and it's this this big ass like sort of toucan sort of pelican looking thing it's it's, uh-huh. it's it's beak can imitate any monster's roar. So what Ooh. it'll do when you fight it, it'll make a roar of, you know, like a monster that's in that area. I'm looking this up right now, by the way. Q-U-R-U-P-E-C-O. Oh, it's good. Oh, that's yeah. the Ska Beast. Yeah. I could just have a bunch of Kurapekos playing all the instruments for me. What is that monster in Rise that's just like a big, just like a nor- the most normal bird? Oh, uh, Aknasom. That one is that one is also. I think birds, bird monsters are generally good for sky. I just think that they have a sky energy to them. I don't know why. I also, I'll, I'll get right. a, I'll get a basil geese for like really loud sounds if I need to make that. Zora Magdaros. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll play the I'll play the eighteen twelve overture and basil geese will be the cannons. There you go. Here's one from at Nick R Vern who says Monster Bone M is too scarce. That's my take. I need validated. Confirmed. Thoughts confirmed. Yeah, every everything's too scarce. So it goes. Yeah. It takes too long to get anything mm-hmm. in my in my humble onion. That's why you just find uh, a set of armor that works for your playstyle and then you just never stop wearing it until you absolutely have to. Yeah. Here's one from at Pagetish, who says, Who is your favorite low tier monster? I can't choose between my beautiful muddy son Baroth and uh, Arzuros, who is simply out there looking for the bare necessities and stumbling into fights he shouldn't be in. <laughs> I would, I, I can't, 
I can't in my heart say that I like Bond. I, here's the thing. I, once again, I'm new to the Monster Hunter series, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered. So to to have a tier list for me is 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 out of the question. Um, but Baroth is kind of a pain in the ass to fight just because um, because the mud. Yeah, yeah. But I do like that he's just kind of a sad, dirty boy. Yeah. And I do kind of feel bad for him. You know, <laughs> you know who I feel really bad for? I feel bad for Great Izuchi just because um, he's the easy boss in the demo. So he's probably one of the like most killed monsters. Most hunted thing ever. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my favorite low tier monster, it's from Monster Hunter 4. Um, it's this like big ass like beetle looking guy. It's called Celtas. Cel- Celtas. Mm. I-, I posted it in a general chat in our server. Um, it's just this nasty little bug who buzzes around and like ram you with his big oh, old that horn. Yeah, He's just like a funny guy. It's a yeah, good he- bug. Yeah, good bug. What? He's very very low tier, but we love him. What is a yeah, this isn't a question from any of our listeners. This is a question from at Bradifus Rex on Twitter. It says, uh, what is your favorite monster in Monster Hunter? <clears throat> my favorite monster. I'm glad you asked a uh, friend of the show at Bradipus Rex. Um, <laughs> my favorite monster is, it is from Monster Hunter Portable 3rd. I really hope mm-hmm. they bring it back in Monster Hunter Rise because it's from the Japanese-inspired game. What makes sense to bring it back in the Japanese-inspired game, it's called Amatsu. It is this huge, like, seahorse looking dragon that can control weather it blasts you with like pressurized water jets it like summons like tornadoes to hit you it is one of the coolest fucking monsters in the entire series i love it so much it's my absolute favorite i really love toby kadachi i think toby kadachi is so like like just so really pretty looking um i love that it's got like a snake yeah snake head and like a like a I don't even know what kind of body that is. And it has like flying scroll wings. I also yeah. love all of the, the Toby Kadachi gear. I think it yes. all looks really nice. The pulsar rod got me. Oh, some that, tough that is the to- to- for some reason. Cause like in monster Hunter world, the base game, there really weren't that many electric weapons. So Toby Kadachi no. weapons would like often yes. more often than not be like the best electric weapon in the entire game. Oh my God. Yeah. And you get them early. So it just really carries yeah, you. It carries the game. you. You know, you know, Toby's in rise. Oh, thank God. I love fighting. But fighting Toby Kadachi at first is really annoying because it's the first, like, really fast monster that you meet in the game. Very quick. It jumps around onto trees and does, like, these flying attacks. But once you figure it out, it's very fun to take out. Also, fighting Toby Kadachi with the bow is is a a real treat because he just gets on the tree and you say, haha, I can still hit you. Yeah, absolutely. I can get you. Um, What else are we got more questions? Let's see. Uh, Got one more. Oh, this is one more. And it. It says the only thing I, it's from uh, this is from at Dragon Spoocher, uh, Nero Wyvern, number one Edelgard Stan on Twitter, and also a big Vampire Lady Stan account now. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it in 2021? The only thing I knew about Monster Hunter is this video, and judging by that, I think the hunting horn is very good. Anyway, what would be the most satisfying instrument to hit a mon- big dragon with? Uh, and now the video is the uh, is the classic Jack Black playing the plastic saxophone on Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did point out um, that I do love this video, but I do not like the fact that Jimmy Fallon is in it. Yeah, it's, and I it's think truly that a shame. Jack Black and Jimmy Fallon are kind of matter and antimatter. They just they just cancel each other out mm-hmm. very powerfully. Uh, what is the best drum drumsticks? Two, two little, <laughs> <laughs> little, little. Let me hit you with a uh, accordion. There you go. Now we're just making it. This is like on Kylex Y when we we retell the events of the show like a like an old Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I so just, th- th- this didn't happen in World. Um, 
because the hunting horns all made the same noise, but traditionally hunting horns all make different noises. Oh my god, I love that so and much. And in, in Rise, that's confirmed to be the case. Thank so, God, I was just gonna say because the hunting horn in the Rise demo plays like does play tunes and as you, as you use it. One of the best ones is from this like horrible like leech wyvern monster called uh, Giganox. And its hunting uh-huh. horn is a coffin covered in chains, and like the quote-unquote music notes are like screams of the damned. Holy shit! That it's rules. so good. Um, I think it would be really satisfying. Honestly, like okay, drumsticks on the um, why can I not think it? the Radabon or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a Just kind of like yeah, little xylophone. <laughs> there you go. Those are all of our questions. Thank you for the great questions. I love them. Um. And, oh shit, I just remembered what our next game is! Yeah, homie! Yeah! We have a special... Hey, everybody! We are, uh, it's time to announce our next game. Thank you all for very much once again. Um, <laughs> so, you know what our next game is, because we're gonna have a special guest on. Yeah. Um, should we say who the guest is, or should we leave it a surprise? Let's leave it a surprise. Let's leave it a surprise. We'll be a little sneaky-sneaky with we'll it. We'll be a little sneaky about it. Our next <laughs> game is... Uh, the one of the most stylish, mm. sleek, sexy JRPGs—a game that inspired a game that inspired musicians to create jazz. A, a musician, a game with a funky, jazzy soundtrack that really sticks in your brain. A game with the nicest looking UI that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Probably a game that has is just so well presented that it makes turn-based combat feel fun and fast. Uh, we, Max, are going to be talking next week about Persona 5. With a very special guest, but... I to to be revealed. To be revealed in the episode. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Are you excited to wake up, get up, get out there? I am so excited to... I, I, I hope that when I, when I record the episode, my life will change. What if, what if we had just said, Our next episode will be on Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> Oh, God. Persona five. Yeah, and you gotta really each, build up to it. Each as we as we go through it, like like the Shin Megami Tensei fans get madder and madder. They're like they're like ah oh, shit. They're talking about Persona. Well, maybe they're talking about Persona one or two. Okay, well maybe they're talking about Persona three at least. Ah, oh, they're talking about Persona five. Ugh. I mean. I don't know about you, Jordan. I hope that there aren't any Shin Megami Tensei fans listening to our show. If you're a Shin Megami Tensei fan, I don't want to talk to you. I I genuinely don't even know what your stupid game series is about. <laughs> Uh, maybe the fifth one Persona on, five on is, will be fun. Persona 5 is really fun. Do you want to know something before we before you wrap it up? Yeah. Um, hey. Was that I I uh, this you know 2020 was a year where we didn't have a lot to do. So I did buy or I did play Persona Royal. Um and uh what I did was I played all of Persona 5 again and then I got to the new stuff and then I that was the point where I got bored of it and then stopped playing. So I never actually I basically just played Persona 5 again and then stopped. Yeah, you, you really played yourself there. I really played myself. I've heard that the ending is really good. It is really good. We're, we're only going to be talking about base Persona 5, right? No, we're only going to be talking about base Persona. So no takeover. Sorry, folks. It's not as we, good. It's I don't not get to talk about as, uh, literally all my favorite songs from the game. You can honorable mention them if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't because they're all spoilers. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll live. Okay, Persona 5 is next week. Very good soundtrack. Can't wait. To, or next episode. Can't wait to talk about it. Monster Hunter. Uh, beware Nergigante. It'll fuck you up. Um, get you. Let's wrap things up. Max, where can we find you on the internet? I am on the internet at Max Bajillion on Twitter and Instagram. 
I have a couple other podcasts, including Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That is on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. And I have another show called Wow Cool Robot, a show where me and my friends recap Mobile Suit Gundam. We are currently in the middle of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. That is on Wow Cool Podcast on Twitter. Kyle's easy. <laughs> you can listen. You can find me on Twitter at Baratipus Rex. You can find my two other podcasts, my two podcast children. Uh, the first one that I'll tell you about is Kamarocho Radio. It's about Yakuza, the, the beloved series. We mm. are like on the cusp of finishing the original Yakuza so and moving close. into Yakuza 2. It'll be in, we'll, we'll be doing that in two weeks, I believe. Uh, you can also listen to Kyle XY, which is about Kyle XY. We uh, just finished season one, and uh, my fucking god, the show is good. It's a actually good TV show, at it's least so season good. one is. It was a real real surprise to me. Max, you've seen all of season one, and you liked it, and Smile you joined us in... It's, it's fucking good. So mm-hmm. listen to that. Listen to us be surprised by the fact that we're actually watching a fun TV show. And Jordan doesn't say anything objectionable at all in the episode. I never said anything wrong in the finale episode of season one, and anyone who says that I did is wrong. He was um, correctly can, quoting a character. Get over it. I was just quoting a character. Um, you can find all of our episodes at slappersonlypod.com, and we are hosted by the Noise Space Network all the way up from beautiful, sunny Canada mm. um, at noisepace.xyz. You can find all kinds of other great shows, including all of our podcasts, but also shows like Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses. Sonic Shuffle. Nightmare Marinera. Kid Nation Nation. Live Free Twi Hard, which I almost every time I say it, I say Wiff We Twi Hard on accident. Wiff We Twi Hard. Wiff We Twi Hard. There's LMNOP. That one's about elemental weed. <laughs> Listen to Kid Nation Nation. That one's real fucking good. Very, very good. There's so many podcasts and they're all really good. So give them a listen. And thank you all very much for tuning in this week to Slappers Only. Um, it was very fun to talk about Monster Hunter for a while. Uh, and I hope you play it. I hope you play Monster Hunter Rise. Just download the demo, fun. folks. Come download on. Download the demo. Just give the demo a try. Look up a weapon guide and, and have some fun. Have some it's free, fun. and if you run out of if you run out of uh, hunts, you can just delete, delete your save and, and go download again. it again. Genuinely, don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> it doesn't save your progress, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next episode with Persona Five with a very special guest and Max. What do we say at the end of the episode? <gasps> I'm glad you asked, Jordan. As we always say, ask not for whom the track slaps. It slaps for thee. Quest clear. 